0: Fact that I'd um, organised an event uh, this week in the Senate with David and Sally Challen. I don't know if you've, many of you have heard of uh, Sally Challen who was um, recently released from prison for uh, killing her husband. Uh, she served nine years in prison uh, for that uh, offence but she was originally convicted of murder. Um, she managed to get support from the Centre for Women's Justice and their legal team to quash that uh, particular sentence and um, it was changed to manslaughter, uh, but she was released um, from prison. Uh, There was uh, a significant uh, change in uh, the sentencing in relation to the fact that uh, she was diagnosed with mental health um, uh, issues um, as a a, a result of severe coercive control coercive controlling behavior when she was in rela- in a relationship with her husband uh, and david Child and her son um, has been a huge uh, campaigner and advocate on her behalf while she was in prison um, and obviously subsequently since she's been uh, released uh, i attended a big uh, survivor-led conference in the celtic manor uh i'm trying to think now lost year um, arranged by Rachel Williams uh, it was an amazing conference and you know it really hit home how important these issues are but um, David and Sally were supposed to come to that but David's brother had a baby um, <laughs> that day I think so they were, weren't able to to talk um, and so I thought well I was talking to many of the women were well, mostly women at that conference and they were saying how disappointed they were that they couldn't come but they understood it fully um, clearly family comes first and so I saw that there was a, a gap and that there was a, a call for uh, to hear them speak. Um, There has been so much public interest. And in December as well, uh, there was a BBC documentary that came out about Sally's whole case. So documenting her relationship with her husband and how that uh, degenerated over the years. But how she um, stayed with him up to the point at which she left and... Um, realized that she could no longer be with him, but she told us about how, in that documentary about how she'd discovered his infidelities how she'd followed him to a brothel, how he denied being there even though she 'd seen him go in there or come out of there how he had um, you know controlled many aspects of of her life her friends uh, and the financing of the family um, and you know obviously watching that documentary you can see how her personality changed over the years Um, it was interesting when it came to uh, listening to to david Challen in the documentary and also um, at the event that i organized in the Senate uh, this week uh, with them both was that they that he obviously um, has struggled through some of his own uh, mental uh, uh, trauma in relation to you know the fact that of course Uh, It's a tragedy that his father has has died and how then he's coped with that um, and how he has then um, supported his mother through this uh, process. But also acknowledging that he had a pretty normal upbringing but then in relation to how he saw other people's parents and other partners and how he could see them to be more loving than his own Parents um, made him realize that nothing, uh, that, that 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 their relationship wasn't entirely right. And um, the most shocking, well, one of the most shocking things to me from watching the documentary was that uh, uh, the father had sent out a Christmas card one year. He owned a, a, a car sales. Uh, uh, he was a car salesman. He owned his own garage, and w- of of himself with scantily clad women on a Christmas card, and sent that to, to family and friends. And I thought that was very uh, very odd indeed that he would uh, uh would would do that. And I think it's really important to have events like this, and it's not to acknowledge that you know <laughs> that that wrong wasn't done. I mean, Sally Challen has to live the rest of her life. Uh, knowing that she's uh, killed her husband and I think where some of the critics go wrong uh, um, in all of this is is assuming that people who support what she's campaigning for now are supporting what um, happened and I think um, you have to really cut through uh, uh, to understand these issues, they're not black and white uh, issues uh, and and no relationship ever is if we think that we could even vaguely understand other people's lives then then we are wrong and if we think that we should judge other people's lives then we you know we have to take um, a step back in that but we also need to acknowledge um, the signs and the symptoms of um, coercive control um, considering now that it is an offense to understand how we can help um, people in relationships where this happens and how they can not only acknowledge it um, and deal with it, but also get out of said relationship without it resorting to something like as extreme as what happened to Sally Charlan, because I can't speak for her, but I will know now for certain to say that she never wanted that to happen. And, you know, I'm sure she would be thinking of that for the rest of her life. So we surely have to talk about that as a society about how unhealthy um, many of our relationships are, how it's not just about getting healthy relationships on the educational system and about actually teaching young people about what a relationship is. It's about how we change the power balance in our society, whereby um, women are respected more, are equal, where their stories are heard and where they're not... um, suspected of making things up just for some sort of jealousy or for some sort of personal gain. Um, For example, in the murder trial that Sally faced uh, in the first instance, she was told by her lawyers at that point that she shouldn't mention any of the troubles that she had in her relationship uh, because it would be wrong to speak ill of the dead. But obviously that was entirely the wrong advice to, to, to uh, to, to be giving because... Then the context of the whole relationship was entirely wrong Uh, and so the second time around she she was able to to go into some of that detail about how you know he she didn't feel that she was able to uh, that she felt isolated that she wouldn't be able to uh, go and meet people without him challenging her or she would feel um, like a prisoner in her own home in that sense and there are there are various different signs to a coercively controlling relationship and it won't always happen that every single um, particular element of coercive control will exist in a relationship but things like you know monitoring where you're going looking at um phone records questioning why you want to meet certain people um questioning your appearance or Something that you may wish to weigh um, your opinions on various things you know if there 's a an opinion that you have that may differ from your partners and the belittling process that happens as a result of that that's a, that is an element um, of coercive uh, control um, it 's about if you happen to be in the company of if it's a if you're a female and 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 you're talking to a man in a in a public setting uh, and you go home after having that conversation, um, your partner may say to you, "Why were you speaking to that person? What 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 were you doing? Were you intending to to have an affair with that person?" Um, taking things out totally out of proportion when you were just speaking to that person in a very normal way, um, and that makes you fearful, therefore, to do that in future. Um, or not letting you go out in social settings, um, undermining you in social se- social settings um, with other friends, putting them down, um, speaking ill of them in front of others. That That is a clear sign of, of coercive control. And then it can get more serious in relation to controlling finances, controlling um, other aspects of your life. But what we heard in the evening with Sally and David Challen from some of the audience members as well, was that it can be very subtle and it can happen not as regularly as you would think. So it may happen every week or it may happen every month or even it may happen every few months or or a year. It doesn't have to be permeating but but it can be there and I think that's how these type of characters are pretty manipulative in being able to get their own way and to make others believe that they are potentially not um performing that um act of coercive control because of how they drip drip that into a relationship. And the other clear sign is that many of the people who are in these relationships um will say of their partner who is the victim Um, in, In all of this or they're crazy or they're making things up or they're not being logical when there is no actual medical analysis or medical backing to justify the fact that that person is crazy or is going mad but because they do that or say that enough then that that victim gets to believe that they are and that would be a form of gaslighting and so You know these are very very complex issues and when I spoke um, um, briefly at the event I said well it's not just an issue that permeates a private relationship and obviously in a private relationship some of these things are are pretty intense but they can permeate public relations as well there are people in public positions here in wales today as well let's be frank about it who are coercive controllers who are doing this in the relationships they have with professionals in how they manipulate others around them in how they are seeking to um do their jobs on an ev- everyday basis so for example you could be you know a head teacher who um you know, continuously um, controls and uh, undermines one or two individual staff members, and that 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 constant um, controlling behaviour can really affect those individuals. But they feel very difficult in uh, bringing any complaint forward because of the power play in that relationship, where one person has a yeah a, a, a more. Uh, is more powerful because of the nature of their job and the nature of their role. And that's what's very, very dangerous is how we must try and see those signs and root out that uh, controlling behaviour in public life so that we don't uh, allow uh, for these types of public relationships to intensify or to worsen um, as a result of these types of people. I think the issue with regards to tackling coercive control is very, very difficult. Like it was quite um, telling when, when somebody asked in the audience to Sally, Challen, you know, if you knew that this was uh, you were being coercively controlled at the time, would you have gone to the police? And she said, well, Probably not, because I wanted to protect my husband from the authorities. And so the conundrum is always about how do you deal with this, because the instinct of most um, partners in this particular situation would be to not raise it with authorities, would be to not seek to intensify an already toxic situation. But if you don't raise it with the authorities, then you're still going to be living that nightmare Guantanamo be life of perpetual existence in a nightmare of a life that you just don't know how to get out of um so some of the ways in which people were suggesting that this could change is that if you let third party uh organizations or um, people a bit more removed from your life to know about the situation. So, Sally said, well, if you, you know, could could a friend have cons- uh, confronted her? Well, yes, they could have, but she would have probably ditched that friend um, because she wouldn't have believed them. But if, say, for example, um, a local taxi driver who knew her well or um, somebody who worked with her in the police federation had reported it or had raised it with a senior might it have changed her perception of her relationship and herself she said well yes maybe maybe if the whole family had rallied together as one and sat her down that may have then had more of an impact on her and I don't know if you know again I don't know if it's one size fits all but it's what will make that person leave that relationship without it getting to such a a toxic state that something as bad as as, as violence happens in that relationship. Because I think quite often in these coercive controlling relationships, it's not the violence, or there may not be any violence at all, but the violence may come as a culmination of years of coercive controlling behaviour. And one day, you know, people just... Um, snap and they, they 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 do something they 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 totally regret that they would then obviously regret at a later stage and you know we, we want to stop that but I think we have to look at the power plays in 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 society but we also have to look at you know is this more of a an issue um in um relationships uh, is this something this is that is more predominant in men or not um I'm not saying that it's um something that only happens in that uh, situation i know that the it would happen that women can be controlling of men and i also know that in in lgbt relationships that you know it's a very very complex situation but what i found in the evening was um in the senate that there was about four to five men in the room only and about there was about 120 people there and david Challen himself has said that mostly he gets women following him on twitter not very many men and whether, you know, whether you're, you know, whatever sex or gender or d- however you describe yourself, I think we have to all be talking about this. We can't be saying it's only for one sector of society to be looking at it or one cohort of society to be interested. If we are to get more convictions, if we are to get more people out of these uh, relationships then we all have to be engaging in it and so I would like to see more events being arranged um, of this nature in the future where we can try and get a more diverse uh, picture and a, a diverse audience um, in the room. I think the other thing that was really interesting to me was obviously the police commissioners of North Wales, Arfon Jones and David Llewellyn from uh, David Powis were there and they helped to sponsor the event. Thank you very much. Um and questions were asked about you know, is it about getting um convictions and uh and, you know is it only just about that um because for the women or for the the victims involved uh, in the cases uh, that I mentioned they were women that's why I'm saying the word woman in case anybody gets offended, the women who raised this issue on the night said well, actually, it it it's not just about processes and and conviction rates and data uh, internally for the police it needs to be about understanding how that woman or that as i as i said happens to be a woman how that person then how that victim can move on and can put uh practices in place uh, to change their lives and i think the other really difficult thing is You know, the police uh, commissioners were again rightly saying that if you want to get to a conviction um, you have to be um, potentially recording uh, incidents, you have to be writing diaries and such. But, you know, doing these very things um, will make a coercively controlling (laughs) relationship even worse because if they find your diary entries where you've um, said about how bad you feel about if they've been following you or if they've been, you know, uh, stopping you from meeting friends, when... You know, if they find that, then you're going to be in a worse situation. So uh, one one person in the audience said there's got to be other ways of collecting evidence so that we can feel that this will be meaningful. Um, But I don't know if that's uh, something that the police commissioners can look to address in the future. But until criminal justice um, is devolved to Wales, as David Llewellyn rightly said, it's very difficult for us to make changes to... The coercive control uh, legal system, I would love it if the, the law was uh, here in Wales and we could make those changes here and we could make it more human and we could understand uh, some of the nuances uh, that are involved here. Um, and I think um, Sally Chalham then made a point which has reached the news and um, I guess <laughs> she doesn't, um, and I wouldn't blame her, isn't fully abreast of the situation uh, here in Wales in relation to uh the teaching of healthy relationships in schools, but there are there is progress in that uh here in Wales, um but she was saying how necessary that was um and I would agree with that whole heart- whole heartedly um although I don't think in schools is the only uh the place for that uh I think you know it can happen in a in a myriad different places, but I think it has to start at an early age, but obviously it has to be adaptable to different ages and people have to understand that it's not being preachy and it's not telling people what they have to do in a relationship. David Challen made this point really well. He said, you know, we can't just be, you know, preaching at people about these issues um, because, you know, in this hectic, busy, pretty stressful lives that we lead uh, here in Wales and elsewhere, um it has to be about real life issues you know in in my everyday life how can i know that i'm in a coercively controlling relationship for one how can i deal with it how can i get out of it and how can i uh, make sure that others are not in that position and i think the elephant in the room is you know what happens and, and what are the the perpetrators what happens to the perpetrators i mean um there was somebody there from south wales police who said you know we've got to work on perpetrator programs um, it's not as simple as um, you know, putting someone in jail and throwing away the key. And I would agree with that. I I'm a fan of restorative justice uh, measures. But for me, the elephant in the room is if you have a situation where you are dealing with a sociopath, um, and 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 they do exist. I'm afraid, they never and of of both sexes of all genders, <laughs> you they will never ever admit to to what they've that they've done or they will even not even see it so they can't admit to something that they can't see they're totally either oblivious or that they see themselves as victims continuously so how can you get through to that so i mean i am not in that world in the criminal justice system to know how these schemes work with the perpetrators and i would love to to see them in in action if i'm honest But that is the elephant in the room for me. Once you are a victim and you realise you have that light light bulb moment for whatever reason or in whatever situation and however you get out. And I hope people do manage to get out. Some people obviously stay in relationships um, and, and, and won't get out. But how do you deal with that perpetrator? How do you then get to a situation where they see what they're doing is wrong? I find that very difficult to to come to a, a conclusion on um so yeah, I thought the event went really well. We heard a lot from the police commissioners as well about the work that they're doing in their respective areas uh we also heard uh from uh the sponsors of the evening who had uh, been uh you know very supportive of of the concept of having the event here in Wales um I was pleased to be able to kick start. Um, widen the discussion on this. I know that there are others in Wales uh, and further afield doing sterling work on this, but it's still a fact that it's a relatively new um uh, law. It's uh, it's relatively uh, there's still a lot of cases that are probably untested. Um, there's still a lot of uh, people who are not fully understanding what it is, and if that event um. Be it only a two-hour event in the sun air at the beginning of January, can even kickstart a more high-profile debate on coercive control. Then I think that that we that we're winning, um. And I think that we have to understand that a lot of this is to do with power balances in society and how we need to, uh, grapple with that. And a lot of it is to do with um, uh, um, equality in society and how. Um, the victim needs to be believed and how the victim needs to be supported. We can't get away from that. So I'm hopeful that um, I can continue to ask questions and we have action points uh, emanating from the, the, the evening. But I'd just like to say that I was really inspired by uh, Sally and David Chalen, um especially Sally, because I know she's, uh, um, you know, has been Um, released from prison and has gone through, you know, a hard, hard time. you know, you know, know, that's inevitable without taking away from the the, the situation of of what she what she actually did. um, You know, um, I think that I, she has a lot of strength and I admire the fact that she's um, coming and speaking uh, to us about these things because she could just ignore it. She could just say, I'm not getting involved in any domestic abuse campaigns. I don't need to. I want to move on. I've got a grandchild. So I, I really admire the fact that David and Sally are carrying on supporting other women because there are other women um, in imprisoned for for other offenses, but would have they are identifying and helping would have. Gone through coercively controlling relationships and i'm sure there are (coughs) uh, people across uh, uh, the uk who are uh, suffering and it's how we then go about seeking to encourage them to uh, come out and to feel that it's something that they can do and i would say to anybody listening to this who feels oh yeah that's happened to me or yeah i feel that (laughs) i I recognize some of those symptoms uh, um, in my relationship, then please, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but it's something that I would urge you to get information on. Uh, go to an organization, you know, where you don't know anybody, so you don't feel that you're talking to somebody too familiar. And at least just get to understand what you want to do with your life. Um there's always somebody there that will be willing to help you and to talk to you regardless of how difficult it may be um but i think that's what i think we need to carry on with now talking about these issues and engaging people wider on this particularly particular important issue